Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with a couple of special guests. Mick Asaf uh, is the founder of Yoke Gaming and subsequently the Ann Arbor NIL club and Mike Morris, uh, as everybody knows, senior edge rusher on the Michigan football team, standout defender, uh, leader of this team. We'll talk to him a little bit about some football stuff, what they're doing NIL wise, and also Mick, uh, as well. And Mick, I guess we'll start with you, uh, yoke gaming. Then you guys have these clubs all around the country, uh, kind of digital communities where you're connecting the fans with the players, obviously a cool thing with NIL going on. Ann Arbor NIL Club, people can check that out. But I guess just tell us a little bit about what you're doing, how this came about, and how you're working with guys like Mike now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we're really excited to be able to work with Mike and his teammates. I think they're probably up there with the best group of guys in terms of just executing and working together as a team to, you know, rely on the same stuff you rely on on Saturday, work together, everyone executes, everyone on the same page, and a lot of good things happen. Um, But, yeah, we build – fan engagement technology for student athletes and our software is all about enabling teams to grow their own business through building community. And I think that's what you're seeing with the Ann Arbor NIL club. They're off to a really awesome start. Um, There's more than a thousand fans that have already joined their community. They have an app coming later this year. And um, I think they're making a lot of awesome progress and hopefully we'll get other sports involved here pretty soon. But I think, you know, Mike and and those guys are off to a really great start building their community. Mike, from a player's perspective, you guys have a ton going on, football, school, other NIL opportunities. I guess, why was this a fit for you guys, and how did you guys get involved? Um, I mean, it's easy access. Uh, uh, they made it easy for us. They hit us up and uh, had us on a Zoom call. Uh, it sounded interesting. And um, they made it as easy as possible of uh, how we can get paid and how we can uh, have easy fan interaction. So um, it was just um, something that was very easy for us, you know, knowing that our schedule was very hectic during the season. So um, it gets uh, very, very hectic uh, during the week on, on weekends as well. So um, this was just uh, something that was very, very easy for us and for them to um, just provide us, <coughs> excuse me, with um, with money. So, <laughs> so it was it was uh, something that was, we're very appreciative of. For sure. Um Nick, you mentioned it with Michigan, and you have, I believe, dozens of these around the country. How does Michigan stack up? How pleased have you been with how things have gone? And what does it say, I guess, about not only these players, and I believe it is almost every guy on the team, but also the the fan base and how they've kind of embraced this thing since the, since the jump? Yeah, they're definitely on a pace. Uh, they're already, I think, the biggest right now. I think Oklahoma's uh, team has a pretty strong start, but – more than 110 guys on their team, which I don't know the total, the exact roster number, but it's it's a really, you know, it's really close to the whole team. And then the fans embraced it from the very beginning. I think even before it got announced publicly, they had already, you know, picked up a, a ton of traction, which just shows, you know, 
I think tells the world, tells the players on this team, and Mike could probably attest to it. But if you go to Michigan, you have one of the biggest alumni networks in the world, one of the most powerful that's going to have your back. And I think that's something you can point to the Ann Arbor NIL Club and see they weren't the first NIL club to launch. There's actually almost 40 of them live now, but they are the biggest. Um, and, you know, I, they haven't showed many signs of, of slowing down. So I think that's testament to the players who are able to spread that message and get the messaging out to the fans, but also the fans can tell not only the current players, but anyone who's looking at Michigan that this is a place where, you know, the fans have your back and the fans want to interact with the players and players are able to monetize through that. Mike, Cade talked about it at Big Ten Media Days, how he likes how Michigan seems to be doing more NIL stuff with the whole team, you know, not just you guys that are starters and things like that. Um, what do you like about that, seeing everybody get involved? I know you guys did the uh, the signing event as well before the season where everyone can get a piece of the pie. Is that cool for you to kind of see everybody get their get theirs, I guess? You're muted. Yep. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, it's definitely good to see because, you know, you have a lot of walk-ons who uh, get overlooked just because they don't have a large following or just because they don't get um, playing time at all. So um, it's definitely something that I'd like to see that everybody, even um, the people who uh, don't get um, spotlight, get some, some piece of the pie. So um, I'm just glad everybody's able to eat with uh, everything that we're doing as a group. For sure. I, I know you've done some of the – I believe Q&A with the fans on there and Zoom um, and going on the Ann Arbor NIL Club podcast, which I think has three episodes at this point. Have you enjoyed those interactions, Mike, that you've had? Uh, yeah, I think they're cool. It's always um, – I'm always open to just the fans hearing my voice or just the fans just seeing me. So um, uh, just I just want to show my appreciation any way I can. Mm -hmm. Mick, uh, something that, you know, we kind of get – as you know, in the media, people ask them about the Ann Arbor NIL club, like the difference between you guys and a collective. Can you go into that maybe a little bit? Cause that's something that seems to come up quite a bit. And I know you guys are different and what you're doing is more community based. Yeah. I think that's definitely a point that we get a lot um, because the word collective is used so loosely now right. as any organization that's helping college athletes get paid. But I think if you look at the structure of how ours is set up, it's much more similar to a traditional creator platform. Um, so if you look at the different creator platforms or monetization tools that are available to creators, that's where we you know, think of ourselves as, as we want to build world-class technology that allows teams to leverage the power of the team um, to be, to monetize more. Uh, we think NIL is, there are a ton of things where you can do individually and you can do a great job at that, but when it comes down to it, if you can work with your teammates, you can go a lot further than you can alone. And to Mike's point, he can do a podcast, his teammate can do a podcast. They can each do one podcast every eight weeks and they're still putting out enough content that people will be willing to pay for that. And so this is really about building a community based on content and interaction. And so I think from that sense, this is not a charity, it's not a nonprofit um, and people aren't really donating or subscribing in order to get access to the team and obviously one of one thing that's important to us is that the players see those dollars from those subscriptions mm -hmm. um let's talk a little bit of football with you mike um before we wrap up your sister uh being on the staff um as the first female 
graduate assistant in a Big Ten program, first in the Power Five since the 80s. Groundbreaking stuff. Uh, everybody in the program has talked glowingly about the job she's doing, how much she's giving input, but also learning, you know, doing the GA work. Um, how cool is it for you to kind of have those interactions, be around her more, and you know, just see her thrive in, in this role? You're muted again. I'm sorry. No, um, but it's, a, it's definitely a blessing just to see my sister um, excel in the way that she's doing it, um, just being a trailblazer. And uh, I couldn't be uh, more proud of uh, of her as a, as a brother, as an athlete, and um, as a woman. And um, she's just <clears throat> she's just amazing. And um, it's definitely it's definitely a pleasure to have her um, on staff, someone I can talk to, someone I can just chat with. Um, so um, I'm I'm excited for her future, and um, I'm also just glad I have a I have a, someone I can um, just talk to uh, in the building. When you do talk to her, do you call her coach? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, and speaking of that, I guess your dad, I believe, coach. I mean, she's in the coaching you know field now. Uh, was out at the tough event, you know, the youth thing back in the summer, the camp, and you were out there, visor and all, looking like a coach. Is that something that you'd be interested in down the road when your playing days are, are, are over at some point? Absolutely not, man. Just seeing what oh. these coaches go through on a daily basis, seeing what it takes to become a coach by just being a GA is um, <clears throat> it's a lot of gritty work. And um, coaches, they miss birthdays, miss – uh, kids growing up sometimes. So that's definitely not something I'm interested in. Would I come back and help occasionally? Absolutely. I'll come back and speak, come back and talk. They want me to help with a camp. I'm all for it. Come speak with the team. Absolutely. But in terms of just being solidified as a coaching status, um, no. Um, there's a, After I'm done with football, I want to experience a new chapter in my life and just explore other things in, in life that, <clears throat> that I, I want to explore. And I'll just close that chapter of football and probably revisit it every once in a while through camps or or um, helping helping uh, um, communities. But in terms of uh, coaching, being solidified as like having a job. Yeah, no, I got you. Um, <laughs> heading into Iowa, I mean, this team last season, uh, you know, was able to kind of embrace some of those tough environments: Nebraska, Penn State, gutting out wins. Wisconsin was kind of the coming out party. Do you feel like with all the guys that you guys have returning, that the mentality is kind of similar where you're able to, you know, maybe carry that over to a tough environment that's going to be Iowa? Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of guys that um, a lot of guys that are starting on our defense now have played in those environments, have been in those environments. So I, I don't see why people are questioning us and uh, are questioning how we're going to play in those environments. So, I would just um, just want to just uh, tell everybody that um, we're still the same. We're we're trying to exceed last year. We're not trying to uh, replicate. We're trying to exceed because at the end of the day, we didn't accomplish our goal, which was to win a national championship. So we're trying to do bigger and better things. And, um, and yeah, I think I think we're I think we're on the road to doing something great. Mm -hmm. You gained some weight in the off season you know, in an attempt to kind of move around the defensive line, be able to be versatile. We're seeing that already through four games. You're still making plays. You still look fast out there. You get the shoestring tackle on 
uh, you know, Talia the other day, you had the big hit on him. Now that you've been through four games, I guess, how do you feel in this role and, you know, with the type of changes that you've, you know, made to your body? I feel good. I feel uh, I really good. Um, uh, I just credit it all to um, our strength staff and our nutritional staff. Um, they've done an amazing job with uh, just me specifically and with a lot, bunch of other guys. But, um, yeah, I told them what my goal was <clears throat> and what I wanted to do. And um, they, uh, I just took it on and um, got with uh, Coach Herb and Abigail and um, didn't stop. And uh, I just I just thank them for um, for just helping me along this process. But yeah, I feel I feel great. I feel great. The turnover buffs. Uh, you got the strip sack in the first game, but DJ picked up the ball. Um, first of all, do you like the turnover buffs? What's that tradition like that that you guys have started this year? And two, uh, did you get to wear them on the sideline? Because I feel like you should have you know at least been able to split some time. Man, I didn't even I didn't even know I had a I didn't even know I had a strip sack. I didn't, I didn't know. Um, I just happened to hit him. And right. then after the fact, I'm looking like, I'm looking at the Jumbotron like, oh, I hit him. I hit him. Yeah, it was chaotic in there. Yeah. I hit him. That's, 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 that's my, I should, I should, I should have been, the, I mean, I was in the pick with DJ, but, um, okay. Yeah, but I should, yeah, yeah. But, um, you it, feel like the DBs I, are hogging the buffs a little bit. Absolutely, man. We got to get this jump trenchman in there. But um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The buff, the buffs are nice. I, I I recently found out it was a Detroit thing, so that makes it just um, just the more um, exciting just to get a turnover and just put them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, last couple things: Derek Moore and Iabi Oki. Um, we're seeing more and more of those guys. It seems like what what have they been like in terms of new additions to the edge room? Have they added kind of a little bit of a flair, and do you see them improving throughout the last few weeks? Um, I think they definitely add a lot of versatility to what we bring to the what we bring to the football field. Um, Derek is um, is like raw meat. He's just got here. He's fresh, but uh, he's still on the um, cookie pan, and um, he's still on cooking pan, getting sautéed. And uh, <laughs> me and me and uh, me and Jalen talk about it all the time. I'm ready. <clears throat> it's gonna be very dangerous to see him. Uh, junior or possibly a senior and what he's going to look like and what he's going to do to the Big Ten. And um, we look at him every day. Every time he pass rushes against our ones or anybody, he looks very fast, very, very seasoned. And it's just like you're 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 still a baby. So I'm just so ready to see what he can do at um, due to the Big Ten and what he can do as a as a Michigan athlete. But uh, Yabi as well. I feel like a Yabi. Um, has come in and just um, uh, just tried to become one with the team, and um, he's uh, he's excelling. And I'm looking forward to what he can do on the field. And he's uh, been producing a lot, but I feel like um, there's a lot more of a Yabi that uh, that we can see. Mm-hmm. Last thing for you, you talked about the edge that you guys you know kind of played with on the road, and all those guys are basically returning. Obviously, you lost some guys, but. The fact that you guys are confident about what you're going to do, not only this weekend, but throughout the rest of the season, trying to surpass what you did last year winning the Big Ten title. From a defensive standpoint, I guess, what have we not seen and how good can this defense be in your mind? Um, I don't want to give up anything, but... Um, well, yeah, not, nothing schematic. <laughs> but... Um, I mean, you can if you want. But. They haven't, we, haven't, we haven't played, we haven't yet played like a complete game. I mean, UConn was um, 
UConn was a good game, but we have yet to play like a complete domination of a game where uh where we where we just just take over, um, just a hostile takeover like um like we did last year against uh like uh, Wisconsin or like uh, some other teams. And uh, I'm just ready for when we do that because we're capable of it. And um, I feel like we're better than our defense last year. We just have to put all the pieces together. And once we do, I feel like we're going to be the most dangerous defense in America. And then uh, we will end it on this for Mick. A um, little lighter question for you. You went to Notre Dame. You're a Notre Dame football alum. You actually played against Mike and these guys a few years ago. Uh, yeah, boo right there for Mike. Thumbs down. Um, can't fault you for it, I guess. You know, but um, are you rooting for some of these guys? You've gotten to know Mike. You've gotten to know some of the other guys. You're working with them. When you watch them on Saturday at noon, you know, are you rooting for Michigan, even though you know a lot of Notre Dame guys might not be? Yeah, I. Uh, it's crazy as you kind of grow through sports. I'm sure Mike sees this, but you grow up as a fan. At least I was a huge fan of NFL teams, college teams, and then you kind of end up cheering for people that you come to know and come to like. And so I was a, you know, Eagles fan, a Falcons fan growing up. Then my best friend got drafted to the saints and all of a sudden I had to be a saints fan. And so you always cheer for your people. And so no doubt when Mike goes out there, all the other guys that we get to work with that are, you know, just a joy to work with, we want them to do as well as humanly possible. We want them to eat one day. We want to cheer for them on Sundays. And so, yeah, I mean, we're going to cheer for all the guys that work with us. Um, It'll be hard eventually because we'll be hopefully cheering for everyone. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's impossible not to cheer for guys that you work with and guys that you get to know. So I've definitely kind of scooted, moved to a position where it's like if I know that guy and been able to work with him, it's impossible not to cheer for him. So wishing them luck and, you know, hopefully get back to the playoff. And, uh, I mean, I don't I don't think we're going to – Notre Dame is going to be able to make it back there this year. But um, maybe one day in the future they'll bring back that rivalry in the playoff. For sure. Good answer right there. Good answer. Uh, Mick Asaf, founder of Yoke Gaming, uh, also the Ann Arbor NIL Club, working with all these Michigan student athletes, and Mike Morris, uh, senior edge rusher on the team. Mike, good luck against Iowa. Good luck the rest of the way, and, and uh, we'll see you around. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.